0: Over the course of our lives, we have all no doubt had a chance to observe certain anomalies in our own behavior, and I do not mean this in the sense of the overstated fact so often gaudily proclaimed by psychology students and enthusiasts that human beings behave irrationally. What they refer to hardly manages to scratch the surface of the archaic psychic mechanisms that are at play in the human mind. It isn't simply that people behave or even think irrationally, but that the conscious control we exert over our behavior has sometimes partial, sometimes little, and sometimes no bearing on our manifest actions. For anyone who has paid this any due attention, it is indeed hard not to get the impression that some antagonistic forces within us are constantly pushing, pulling, and determining our actions, no matter what our conscious intentions are, and in spite of any deliberate opposition we may put up. Nearly all self-observant persons will concede that they are not in full control of their behavior, and there are many who feel that they truly have no control at all. In large part, they are correct. Procrastination it has been six weeks since Jim was assigned an eight-page paper for his American Literature class. He had thought about it frequently over the elapsed time. He concluded that it would take no more than ten total hours to complete it. He had multiple times made a resolution to begin the paper, planning to get it out of the way early. He shunned those resolutions over and over again, and hasn't as much as written a word of it. Only now, in the dead of night, exactly ten hours before it is due, Jim begins feverishly writing and cobbling words together. Every minute of the next ten hours, Jim spends intensely working, taking no breaks to rest, watch television, or play video games, as he is usually prone to doing. He feels stressed, irritated, exhausted. But in the course of those ten hours, he manages to complete the paper and hands it in right on time. Now Jim feels elated. He feels a huge relief, a grand weight lifted off his shoulders. He is ecstatic. He no longer feels tired despite staying up the extra ten hours to write the paper. He thinks he can tackle anything, overcome any hurdle. Never again, he thinks. From now on, I will never leave an assignment to the last minute and have to spend such an excruciating time rushing to complete it. But, of course... Jim is doomed to find himself repeating this process over and over again, procrastinating for days and weeks and months before beginning his assignments, and always waiting until the very last minute before his assignment is due, and when stalling any longer would cause him to flunk it. Footnote. This example and the four that follow it are composites of real people in real situations. Except for example three, They were drawn from my own personal experience and from my observations of the people around me dealing with the same problems. Only example three about smoking is based primarily on my observations of other people and only secondarily on a few analogous experiences of my own. Without a doubt, this is an extremely common scenario, one which many of us have experienced at one time or another, if not perpetually so. So why does it happen? Why do we waste countless hours on unproductive, frivolous activities when we know there's work to be done? Why can't so many of us resist the urge to procrastinate? What separates those of us who do from those who diligently complete all their work early or in a timely fashion? Why can't we force ourselves to work, even though we know it isn't worth the stress and anxiety that we will experience in rushing to do it at the last second? And, of course, the work itself then suffers on top of that. Many will conclude that they just have no willpower. And yet, in those final moments right before the assignment is due, the willpower we call up to do it is nothing short of incredible. At those times, we may feel that if only we could harness that motivation, we would be capable of anything.